it's wonderful to see you this morning. And what a morning it is. You know, it's amazing how many people all over the world are celebrating the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we get to be a part of that. And I think it's just an amazing moment when we realize that historically, accurately, factually, the Lord Jesus Christ truly raised again from the dead. And we have hope as a result of that. Praise God. And I'm glad to see you here this morning. My prayer is that if you don't have a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, if you've never believed in him, you know about him, but you don't know him, that this morning would be a time of decision in your life to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and to receive what he offers freely and abundantly, which is life everlasting, forgiveness of sin, life eternal with the Lord Jesus Christ, with the saints in heaven what a beautiful, beautiful truth that really is. You know, this is uh, April Fool's Day, and I am not going to uh, get cheesy here. I've heard some really cheesy jokes and different things about this, uh, but I did hear one thing that kind of alarmed me because of uh, the state of our society, and that is that Google evidently has 10,000 hits every month to find out whether bunnies really do lay eggs. Are you kidding me? I don't know if that was an April Fool's joke or not, but I bought it, hook, line, and sinker. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's brutal, folks. Amen. The world's taken Easter and made it into something commercial, made it into something uh, <laughs> that's distractive at best. And I don't mind eggs and all that kind of stuff. I think that's fun for the kids. Praise the Lord. I hope you all have a good time. Please don't fight over them on the mission field. That would kind of <laughs> totally go against the purpose of this. But the fact of the matter is, Easter is the Lord's day. It's the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's why we're here today. That's why I surely hope you're here today. We're here to praise the Lord and thank him for the good news, the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, the gospel of grace. What if the Lord had not come to earth? What if he had not gone to the cross? And what if he had actually not resurrected from the dead? That's a sobering thought, isn't it? That's a sobering thought. You know, he did this willingly. He didn't do it under compulsion. He did it because it's his nature to rescue, to save, to reach out, to restore, to renew, to regenerate to forgive, to help the helpless. I mean, think about that. It's his nature to do that. Recently, Stephen Hawking, the famous physicist, passed away. And he made this statement. He said, I believe the simplest explanation is there is no God. No one created the universe and no one directs our fate. This leads me to a profound realization that there probably is no heaven and no afterlife either. Wow. Think about that, folks. Where's the hope in that? Where's even reality in that? We look around and we look at nature and we recognize that God created things. We recognize there's a design. We recognize in so many ways the hand of God in the midst of this world and all the different things. 
And when you look around and you begin to understand the complexity of nature, you begin to recognize the design of it, you begin to recognize that there's a designer, and then you begin to recognize that the word of God is true, that Jesus Christ truly was born, that Jesus Christ really did go to a cross, and that Jesus Christ absolutely rose again from the dead, and that's a historical absolute fact. You begin to realize that in Christ Jesus and in the hope of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, the gospel of God's grace, that we have hope. We have hope. Because of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, we have hope. In our day and age, there are so many that are in despair and there's so much to be concerned about. We look around and we look at our culture, we look at the affairs of the world, we look at North Korea and what's going on there in terms of its leadership and the nuclear capabilities that they have or the role of terrorism throughout the world. Russia and its defiance of sovereign nations. We look at uh, just our own culture and the breakdown of the family, role confusion, gender confusion. Lawlessness seen throughout our culture. We could go through that trash can, couldn't we? We look at all the different abuses of government leaders. Trillions of dollars of debt. Indescribable. The lack of integrity, the lack of civility. We're faced with what appears to be an endless barrage of negative news, fake news, tragic news. Very little news that appears to have any hope in it at all whatsoever. Peace has been disturbed and we seem to look for escape at every angle through entertainment and other distractions. They've become idols to us in so many ways in our culture. You know, we have more power technologically at our fingertips than at any point in human history. We can communicate almost instantly with people all over the world And through Facebook or other social media platforms, be in touch with friends and families, we can find out information by simply asking our phones, right? Now, I've never done this before, but... Hey, Siri, how many people live in the state of New Mexico? It took a second. I like this one. And I did practice this, by the way. Hey, Siri, how do you make chocolate cake? Looking. Okay. I found this on the web for how do you make chocolate cake. Take a look. Super moist chocolate cake recipe. Genius kitchen. I like that. That's pretty good. Genius kitchen. Think about it. You at your fingertips literally can connect with and talk to people all over the world. You can get information that you never dreamed of. When you begin to study or you want to find out something, all I have to do is ask. It's right there. You have Alexa at the home. You have all these different gadgets We have more information at our fingertips. It's indescribable. And yet, in the midst of all the things that we have that are good and that are wonderful, we see abuse. 
we see hopelessness. We see despondency. We see lack of purpose. We see all kinds of divisions. People are disconnected, confused, fearful, worried, in despair. And in spite of the height of, in so many ways, human technological capabilities, there's something that's still true. It's that there's something missing in every one of us. Because we were created for God. We need the Lord. We know that there's sin. We know that there's something wrong. And each and every one of us need what God alone can accomplish. We need forgiveness. We need salvation. We need him. We need the Lord. We need to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. What would this world look like if Jesus had not been born? What would it look like if he hadn't gone to the cross or given his life for the world and rose again from the dead? You know, there's a famous movie. I'm sure you've seen it. It's a wonderful life with uh, Stuart and the, all the different actors on that. And they go back and they go, okay, we're going to erase your life and let's look at what this looks like if you hadn't been here. Can you imagine what this world would look like if Jesus Christ had not chosen to come to this earth, go to the cross, shed his own blood, and rose again from the dead. We shudder to think. But the truth is that he was born. He did go to the cross. He did give his life. And praise the Lord, death couldn't hold him down. He defeated death and rose again from the dead. And as a result, we have hope. Jesus Christ's resurrection gives us hope. Paul writes in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 12 and following, he says this, If Christ has preached that he has been raised from the dead, how do some among you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there is no resurrection of the dead, not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, then our preaching is vain. Your faith also is vain. Moreover, we are even found to be false witnesses of God because we testified against God that he raised Christ, whom he did not raise, if in fact the dead are not raised. For if the dead are not raised, not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is worthless. You are still in your sins. Then those also who have fallen asleep in Christ have perished. If we have hoped in Christ in this life only, we are of all men most to be pitied. Why are we even here? If Jesus Christ didn't rise again from the dead, if that's not actually true, if the dead are not raised again, if Christ didn't rise again from the dead, well, then why are we even here? Because we are to be pitied. We're celebrating something that is a farce, that's fake. It's not true. But friends, we know <laughs> that the resurrection truly did take place. It's a historical fact, and many of us here today have experienced the life, the resurrection power of Christ within us as he's come to live within our lives, and he has transformed us. He's transforming us. Christians aren't perfect. We trip, we stumble, but we are forgiven, praise God, and we have hope because of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let me give you three things this morning just to think through and be thankful for. First of all, he is light, light. Secondly, he is life. 
And lastly, he is love. He is love. Matthew chapter 4, verse 16. When we talk about the light of God, we're talking about truth. We're talking about eternal life. We're talking about who he is. In Matthew chapter 4, verse 16, one of my favorite verses in the Bible, he says, The people who are sitting in darkness saw a great light. And those who were sitting in the land in shadow of death, upon them a light dawned. And we're talking about the Lord Jesus Christ coming to this earth, entering in to the human sphere, entering into human existence. It's interesting because Matthew is actually quoting a passage out of Isaiah chapter 9, verse 2, where rather than sitting in darkness, it's the idea that they were walking in darkness. Things had gotten so bad that they had stopped walking and they were sitting. Have you ever been in darkness to the point where you have despaired of knowing exactly where to go? Perhaps you've been through something in your life where you didn't know where to go. You didn't know which direction to turn. And as a result, you just stopped and you sat down because there was no hope. In the midst of life, in the midst of so many circumstances, so many people are discouraged to the point where they quit, they sit down. I was in Romania years ago, right after the fall of Ceausescu, and I'll never forget, visiting there, we went through an orphanage, and you heard the stories, I'm sure, some of you, and some of the stories were just horrific. Well, to hear the stories and actually experience it were two very different things. And I'll never forget walking through the rooms and the smell, crib after crib after crib lined up, with children just standing and staring at you as you walked by. And I wondered, why is it that they're not saying anything? Why is it that they're not crying? There was no sound at all whatsoever. We're talking, I mean, roomful after roomful after roomful of children. And I couldn't understand, why is it that they're not moving? Why is it that they're not speaking? When you say something to you, they would just look at you with kind of a blank stare. And somebody told us later on, and boy, it hit me. It's hard to go back there emotionally. It's because they had learned not to cry because they knew nobody was coming. Now think about that. That's horrific. Folks, have you gotten to a point where you're sitting down and you feel like you don't know where to cry out to because you don't, you don't know where to go, you don't know where to get the answer from? Let me tell you something. In the person of the Lord Jesus Christ, there is a great light dawning in the darkness and you don't have to sit there in despondency any longer. You can be saved because Jesus Christ has given his word and he rose again from the dead to accomplish something that we could never accomplish on our own. And we do so by believing in him. There's hope in the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the light. In John chapter 8, verse 12, I love this verse. Then Jesus again spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me will not walk in the darkness, but will have the light of life. Wow, what a promise. I am means he has always been and always will be. He's the self-existent, eternal God. I am the light of the world. He's not just any light. He's the light. He alone 
when we put our faith and trust in him, is able to save. He who follows me will not walk in the darkness, but will have the light of life. Here the idea is eternal life. Will have forever and ever and ever eternal life. If you're here today and you don't know what your future holds, let me tell you something. In Christ, you can know that you have eternal life. When you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you trust him and you receive him to yourself and you begin to walk with him, God comes to live in your life and he gives you hope and he gives you a path and you can know absolutely for sure that you have eternal life because the Lord Jesus Christ himself promises that. You can trust him in the midst of what it is that he's done. Well, the second thing is, is that he's life. I want you to think about that for a second. We talk about life and we normally are talking about biological life or we're talking about the things that we're doing in the midst of our life. Some of you have made plans. We've got sweet potatoes cooking in the crock pot. Amen. Right? We have life happening. All the different things that are going on. But the word that's used, the word that the Lord uses for life here is the idea of the essence of life. It is spiritual life. It's what ultimately allows us to truly enjoy and walk in the fulfillment of biological life. In John chapter 11, verses 25 and 26, Lazarus has died. Martha is distraught. Martha comes to the Lord and says, if you had been here, my brother wouldn't have died. And the Lord's response to her, Jesus says to her, I am the resurrection and the life. I'm the self-existent eternal God. I'm the author and the giver of life. I don't just share it with others. I am life. I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even if he dies. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? What a profound question, folks. What a profound question. Ultimately, what he's saying is that he's the source of life. Death could never hold the Lord down. He's speaking of eternal life. And if you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, the promise that he gives here is that you will not die. And what he's talking about is spiritual life. If you're living and you believe, then the Lord promises eternal life. And we can't lose in this. If we physically die, ultimately what he's saying is we spiritually will live forever. That's incredible. What a promise. Folks, <laughs> all the different ways that the world tries to get to God. Right? You've got all these different ways, all these different paths. And in our day and age, everybody's trying to say that all the ways are equal. All the ways lead to God, depending on your culture and depending on how you were raised, depending on what you were taught when you were a kid and you buy into culturally, that all of them are equal. And folks, I'm here to tell you the truth, that the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ puts all the other religions to shame, that the Lord Jesus Christ is the only way to get to the Father, to get to God to have and to receive eternal life. It is the only way. And it comes with a promise from God himself that if you believe in him, that you will have eternal 
life. Think about that. Think about that. We can't lose. Why would we ever believe in Jesus Christ? Well, I would hope you would research it. If you haven't believed in the Lord Jesus Christ and you're here today because it's Easter and it's the thing to do, I want you to understand something. The Lord knows you, the Lord loves you, and we are all deeply grateful that you're here because we want you to enjoy the life of God that he offers to you. We want that for you. Believers, we have something to celebrate, and it's time for us to stop being quiet about it. It's time to stand up and say, we have hope because of what Christ did for us at the cross, because the resurrection took place and is absolutely true. In the midst of it all, the question is, do we trust his character? Do we trust the Lord? He's proven that he's God, yes, but what is he? And I would suggest to you that he is love. When you get right down to the core of the Lord and you get right down to his motivation, you get right down to who he is, we find that the Bible teaches us that God is love. 1 John 4, 8 makes that very clear. John writes, God is love, or Romans chapter 5, verses 7 through 8. He says, for one will hardly die for a righteous man, though perhaps for the good man someone would dare even to die. But God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Why is it that we can trust the Lord? It's because even when we were enemies of his, he laid down his life so that there'd be a way for us to be forgiven and be restored into a right relationship with him. God is love. And he laid down his life for us. In Romans chapter 8, verses 37 and 39, he says, in all these things, we overwhelmingly conquer through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Wow. God is love. He is light. He is truth. He's hope in that. He's life, he's eternal life. He's the essence of life. When we receive him and believe in him, then he comes to live within us and he gives us eternal life, eternal hope because in the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, we have hope. But I wanna tell you this, he is love. He is love. You know, the beauty of that is that he knows every one of us. He knows everything about us. He knows exactly where we are. He knows the thoughts we're having even right now. He knows our entire uh, history. He knows all the decisions and all the things that we're going to do, and he loves us. His motivation towards us is never to manipulate us, never to use us in an uh, unwarranted way. He never wants to manipulate. He never wants to do anything other than to simply serve us, to love us, to change us, to transform us, to restore us back into a relationship with himself so that we would begin to experience why we were actually created in the first place, and that is to glorify him. Folks, when you think about the Lord and you think about what he did and you think about the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, this is a day where we celebrate the character of God. We celebrate the sacrifice of God. We celebrate what the Lord has done and we celebrate that he defeated sin, my sin, and he defeated death so that I personally, Eric Christensen, don't ever have to worry about what my future holds. One of the greatest verses in the Bible, John three sixteen. 
For God so loved the world. What an amazing statement. What did he do? He gave his only begotten son. That word literally means his one-of-a-kind, unique son. That whoever believes in him. Did you catch that? Whoever believes in him. What's the promise? Shall not perish, but have eternal life. God is love. His only motivation toward us is to save, to rescue, to have a relationship personally with us, a restored relationship where sin that we can't pay for, we could never do enough to earn what God alone has accomplished for us. The sin is forgiven, and we now have the opportunity of walking with our Lord today as well as into eternity. Do you believe this? Do you believe this? The Lord asked Martha a profound question. And we could ask that today. Do you believe this? Do you believe that Jesus Christ went to the cross for you? Do you believe that Lord Jesus Christ shed his blood so that when you believe in him, that you can receive forgiveness? You can be washed. You can be cleansed. You can be restored into a right relationship with him. Do you believe that he rose again from the dead and as a result that he's the Lord, that he is who he said that he is? Have you received Jesus Christ personally into your life? Have you accepted him? Have you believed in him? I want you to close your eyes for a moment, bow your heads. All over the world today, the gospel, the good news of the Lord Jesus Christ is being proclaimed all over the world. Right here, right now, what's amazing is that the Lord knows you. The Lord sees you. He created you. He understands you. He knows everything about your life. And the truth is, he went to the cross so that you personally could not just know about him, but know him experience him, have a personal relationship with him. Have you done that? Have you done that? Have you believed in the Lord Jesus Christ? Not, uh, Lord, I've done all kinds of good works, and so I hope that I'm going to be able to get into your heaven because the good outweighs the bad. That's not the good news. That's religion. That takes effort on our part, and the Bible makes it very clear that no matter how sincere we are, no matter how much effort we put into it, we can never achieve, we could never measure up to the righteous standard of Christ himself. Do you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ? Have you received from him forgiveness of sin? Have you received from him the promise of eternal life, cleansing? Are you walking with him in a personal relationship? with the Lord Jesus Christ. If you're here this morning and you've never done that, I want you to take a moment and just as the Lord leads you in your heart, from your heart, I want you to take a moment and pray with me. If you feel like the Lord is leading you, drawing you to himself, that you need to be saved, you wanna believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, you wanna be saved, you don't know what your future holds, you're going through a time where you feel like you're sitting in the darkness and you don't know which way to turn. There's a great light dawning 
There's an offer from God himself through the person of the Lord Jesus Christ to you that you can know him. I want you to take a moment and I want you to pray after me. Dear Lord Jesus, I know I'm a sinner and I ask your forgiveness. I believe you died for my sins and rose again from the dead. Please come into my life. Thank you for forgiving my sins, for going to the cross, from rising again from the dead and giving me eternal life. In Jesus' name, amen. Would you stand with me and just continue to worship the Lord? If you prayed that prayer this morning, maybe you came with a friend today, maybe you came with somebody, maybe you came with your family. There are people here in the front that would love to talk with you about next steps. They would love to embrace you as a brand new brother and sister in Christ. What is God doing in your life? What is the Lord leading you in? Do you know that you know that you know? You don't just know about the Lord, but you know him. You've believed in him. Would you take just a moment in the quietness of this time? Would you come and talk to somebody? Would you make sure that we're able to embrace you and share with you the wonderful good news of the Lord Jesus Christ, not only in order to be saved, but also what the next steps are? What does God think about you? How does the Lord want to work with you and walk with you? How does he want to empower you? What is this hope that you've just embraced? Why don't you just take a moment, come forward, step out, if you came with a friend, maybe grab the friend by the hand right where you're at and just share with them, I prayed to receive Christ. I want to know more. Would you take that moment to do that? Christians, you be in prayer. Maybe you invited somebody, you have somebody on your heart and your mind, pray for them. Everybody needs the Lord. We need his grace, we need his forgiveness, we need his hope. And in the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, we have hope. What's God saying to you? Believers, how are we walking with the Lord? Day by day, moment by moment, where the truth of the gospel, the good news of the Lord Jesus Christ is being proclaimed through our lives. Are we willing to share the testimony that in Jesus Christ and through the resurrection, we have hope? Are we in prayer for those around us who don't have hope, who don't know the Lord? who don't have assurance of eternal life. What's God saying to you this morning? Father, we come before you today and I thank you for each one that's here. Thank you for this day. I thank you for the truth 
of the resurrection. Lord, what an amazing moment that must have been. All the despair because of your crucifixion, the pain and the agony, to three days later recognize that death couldn't hold you down. That for those who believe in you, that there is the promise of eternal life. That you will walk with us moment by moment, day by day, in the midst of our lives. I thank you for that. Lord, I thank you for your love. I thank you that it's unconditional. We can never do anything to make you love us more. We can never do anything to make you love us less. Praise God for that. Thank you. I thank you for this day that we celebrate the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank you for each one that's here. And Father, I pray that no one would leave here without knowing for sure that they know you, that they've been saved, that they have hope. Lord, do a work in each and every one of our hearts and our lives. May you be glorified in all things. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for this morning and a time to praise you. Thank you for the children. How sweet that was to watch. Lord, we love you. I pray that today we would experience you afresh. And Lord, may you be proclaimed through our lives and through the testimonies of your incredible greatness and goodness. We love you. We thank you. We praise you. And in Jesus' name I pray. And all God's people said, amen. Amen. He is risen. He is risen indeed. God bless you. Have a wonderful, wonderful Easter Sunday morning. Take care. Thanks for being here.